0: Girl, Girl, my lips are sealed, you pick me one, Bob, you, my car, shield, my tie, you, hard deal, Bob, you, stop, you,
1: Jim Davis is my name.
0: It's Drinks so- Roundup. Fred, I am back. I am back from my vacation. Uh, I've got a Paul Anner. Uh, Oktoberfest okay. Uh My second favorite German Oktoberfest Martzen. I'd say Spaten's better, it's a little Maltier um, But you know, this was the one they had at Costco And every year I sleep on Getting a bottle of uh, Hefeweizen because, October, excuse me, Oktoberfest because Oktoberfest As we all know Is actually in September yep. And by the time you think about it, it's done And it's you can't get late. it anymore
1: yep. It's too late I don't much care for the the Marson-style um, uh, company I work for. Um, their main R&D department is in Wetzlar, Germany, which is also, I think, like Zeiss is in Wetzlar and uh, Leica is in Wetzlar. It's an optical hotbed, mm-hmm. um, as they do in Europe. Um, but uh, it's nice to be able to walk into basically any place and ask for a small pills, and they'll give you whatever, 350 milliliters of... Whatever their local Pilsner is, I really enjoy See, that. See, that's
0: that's the advantage that uh, that I have of of uh, having lived in Portland is that I survived the uh, hop IBU war that oh, started God. in the Pacific Northwest, oh. right? Where they're like, "How hoppy can we make our beer?" That's right, listeners. This is now a beer podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Being Jim Davis, the only Garfield podcast about beer. First going to rock, then we going to roll, then we let it pop, go let it go, Garf going to give it to you, uh. uh. He going to give it to
1: you. There's not there. There's not, uh. A, uh, there. It's not he another. He's going to ya. Uh. He gonna give it to you. Um,
0: he going to give it to you. My name is Andrew Dousman. I'm probably Jonathan Gibson, but I'm definitely Jim Davis. Uh,
1: my name is Fred Dewes. I'm probably Christopher Winter. Though I might be his brother Jeremy or John's brother Danny. But I'm also definitely Jim Davis. Do you uh,
0: do you think that do you think that you might be friend of the show uh, Lisa Droop?
1: Uh, first of all, it's Lisa Doop, not Lisa Droop.
0: Excuse me, excuse me. I apologize.
1: That's the rum talking. I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk that one up to that first mojito. That's fair. Um It has been it has been ninety minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I I am not friend of the show Lisa Dupe though we'll talk about her later.
0: Okay, that's um, good. Uh yeah. Right now it's it's Saturday, August 7th. It's 1982. We're reading the 1511th episode of ever of, of Garfield. Uh what happens in today's edition of Garfield? Uh
1: 1511, a rare palindrome. Uh, yes. In in, in... Yes, it is. <laughs> In today's Garfield, curiosity tortures
0: the cat. True fact. Um, all right, let's get into this because I got some good... I think you and I are going to have a lot of things to say about this. I wonder what this machine is. Garfield the cat thinks as he stands on top of a machine, throws a switch. The switch says click. I'd like to spend a couple minutes talking about this machine because there's a lot to say about this between panel one, two, and three here. Um just as fans of dynamics as you and I are. <laughs> Looks like it's got four rollers. Those rollers are definitely floating in space. They are not suspended by no, any other kind of structure. No,
1: they are cantilevered from the far side. We can't see the double bearing structure on the far side.
0: The bullshit. This is tank treads. No, this thing is getting... it is
1: cantilevered. This is a cantilevered uh, web handling apparatus. Uh, I worked in web handling for uh, 10 years and so you can go fuck yourself Andrew Dowsman, they're cantilever
0: okay after i do that
1: sorry after, that that was too after 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 I, I do that i'll wait also i apologize that was maybe a little too hard for this podcast
0: after i do that i would like to ask you uh maybe this is actually a paper mill because they're going through like the chemical process on the bottom like they've got it's on some kind of tray uh you know fred Deweese, and uh, like i can i can see some of that web handling structure going through there but one i'm not buying it and two i think this is this is just a badly rendered treadmill look i know that that's what's happening uh, i can see the punchline from here like we
1: can stop podcasting now because you spoiled it that it's a treadmill
0: we probably should stop podcasting, we should. but we're not gonna <laughs> but also it's a
1: bonkers treadmill that instead of having a roller at the head and a roller at the foot has two additional rollers in between to Break your feet. To I don't understand what the purpose has of those two Has Davis never
0: them. seen a treadmill?
1: He probably hasn't seen one section down the middle. He hasn't seen a cantilever treadmill. This is well, some I have also stuff. not
0: seen a cantilever treadmill. No
1: one this. has seen a cantilever treadmill because there's no reason to make one.
0: Right. Um. So I grew up. Uh. In in uh, Northern California in the early 80s, near Monterey, California. And there's a famous children's park called Dennis the Menace Park. uh, And they had a number of really cool playground equipment that have now been removed because they were deemed too cool, right?
1: (laughs) Too cool (laughs) slash dangerous, I assume? Like,
0: yeah. um, Yeah. My favorite one was uh, nicknamed the helicopter. And I have done research on Facebook finding... The uh, the graveyard for said playground equipment. But if if one looks uh, for search strings, Dennis the Menace park helicopter oh. playground toy, you see this giant thing. I think that's the internet. Hold on. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Internet's great, right? And it goes around and around, and it flies off the edge of this circle, and then you you ride around outside uh, on a six foot you know just drop in the air. Uh, they they also had the first kind of roller slides that I ever saw, right? Where it was like the package handling system, the material handling system, but oh, yeah. for small children.
1: So instead right? of slide burn, you got uh, pinched.
0: Yes, right. You would put your fingers in between them, and then the rollers would pop past your first knuckle, uh, and then they'd have to amputate, like they amputated Garfield's arm on, what, Tuesday this week?
1: Yeah. Uh... He was pontificating, which I think was Tuesday.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, his arm is back now because in panel one, he's reaching up with his left, po- his right paw. Excuse me, listeners, and he's throwing that switch, and it's it's saying click here. Um, I don't know. It, this, it's not a great Garfield. This um, is
1: not OSHA compliant, first of all um because not compliant
0: because someone's any, gonna get hurt
1: any in running nip needs to have at least uh four inches between the uh the rollers or between the roller and the fixed uh obstruction so like don't tell me those rollers are four inches apart surface to surface they're not and they're sitting directly on that bottom thing it's a disaster it's a lawsuit waiting uh, to yeah, happen
0: someone's gonna lose their goddamn hand seriously uh, in, in panel two, disaster is averted, but someone still gets hurt. OSHA should have shut Jim Davis down on August 8th, 1982, one day after the publication of this strip. But here we are. Here we are.
1: Well, uh, it's probably because Garfield didn't want to fire an injury report, the, an injury report, because nobody likes that guy. Like he's ruining the uh, right. zero cats. Uh, yeah, it, it has been the, it has been yeah. you know
0: seven days since a cat was injured in this comic strip kind yep. of uh, tracker, right? Yep. Well, it's been zero days since a cat has been injured in this Garfield comic strip because uh, in panel two we see were we see the word splat, we see the word zip, we've got some strong motion lines, we've got some perspiration drops, we've oh. got some motion lines that make zero sense i am really upset about the motion lines here fred
1: all right so first of all um i believe the order of the onomatopoeia are whir zip splat not whir splat zip as you suggest uh should i sorry should i save that for corrections for tomorrow because i'm think, not um, no i'm not going to
0: I, I i think you should probably correct me in the moment right that's how we all get better
1: okay andrew uh sir you are a good person you're a hard Thank worker. You. I appreciate the work you do. Um, Thank you. However, I noticed that in panel two, you put the onomatopoeia in, uh, while they may have been in a reasonable order in your mind, they were not in chronological order by how they okay. would have had to happen in the strip. I'd okay. like to see you you know, take a little bit of time to make sure that you present okay. the onomatopoeia in the correct order. And if you do not, we will have to have a follow-up discussion. It, it really impacts our productivity, um, when you put the onomatopoeia in the, in the incorrect order.
0: Right, right. It slows down the podcast. I, yeah. I can see the impact about it.
1: So uh, so yeah. please please uh, sign this paper that says that we have had this conversation. It doesn't mean okay, that you agree um, with can, everything can we've, I respond? we've said. Can
0: I, can I respond oh, to yes, this uh, yes, first? Yes, you,
1: you absolutely yeah, can.
0: Um, fuck you. You're not my boss. Uh, get bent, Fred Deweese. Splat, where zip is actually what we should be talking about because no. that is the order no, of which you're they are wrong. written. I am a prescriptivist right i read the literal garfield as handed to me in panel two by jim davis himself
1: okay then read it fucking left to right
0: uh we're gonna have to get out we're gonna have to get some image enhancement techniques to figure out if splat or zip come first
1: you're 100% wrong you need to think about the text as it was written at the time and the artist's intent you can't just go by by what's on the page like that's a naive like, are you in third grade reading this? Oh, wait, I'm actually five years old right now. No, sorry, I'm going on five.
0: I have a follow up question. Do you want me to get my third grader, or do you want me to get my six year old to read this panel for us?
1: Um, I do hear them in the background. uh optimally, <laughs> Let me
0: go shut the door
1: <laughs> op- optimally, none of those. No, it's delightful. Life goes on like we're not we're not podcasting in some soundproof room. I mean, you're not obviously. I am. Um sorry, what were you we talking about?
0: They're so loud,
1: Fred. Which the, <laughs> the the small humans?
0: They're so loud. Panel three, it is obviously some sort of cat torture device. Uh Garfield crumpled, um, against the wall, laying on the floor, ears back. Now playing the part of Christopher Winter, normally I like a Garfield with his ears back Because they look kind of cute Yeah Right He doesn't look cute here No he, he looks, does not he look cute He looks pretty miserable He looks unhappy He's grumpy uh, He's kind of splatted As we've said in panel two His left arm Is uh, Straight out against the wall Kind of comically His eyeball ear hairs Are back against the wall Thank you <laughs> And uh, his tail straight out
1: can I can I say, for the first time this week, Garfield's tail looks just like a big old penis laying there on the ground.
0: <laughs> it is out there, man. It is right there.
1: So you were going to talk some stuff about the motion lines that didn't make any sense, and we didn't get to that because of your uh, poor reading of the onomatopoeia, which I apologize for bringing up again. I recognize yeah, that's I'm... probably a sore subject.
0: Look, um, you know... You... Uh, you have to do what you got to do. I understand your hands are tied, right? HR expects you to, you know, run a tight ship. And it, it's, not, it's not. It's not
1: about HR. It's about improving. It's about giving every employee a chance to do their best.
0: Do you think that the pitch drop guys are gonna be like, Andy and Fred really did their best this week? <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 Do you think do you think John and and Chris are going to come back from their sabbatical and be like, "Wow, I'm refreshed." Uh no. I really hope Andy and Chris uh, I mean uh, Andy and Fred uh, gave it their all this week.
1: They're definitely going to be like, "Well, those idiots recorded 7 episodes of Sandwich Club. Good job, idiots." Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's definitely getting relegated. So um, yeah, the motion lines, let's talk about that. The rear motion line. Now, how do we know it's the rear? So the zip goes from left to right. We know that because there is a white streak uh, that that goes from left to right, right? In, uh, in uh, right no, direction. stop,
1: stop. It could go from right to left and then end somewhere at the left spectacularly.
0: You yeah, c- if, if that happened, then there would be something there.
1: Okay, it, I, I will take, I will accept your proposition that the ZIP is a ray pointing to the right.
0: It's a ray pointing to the right. I agree with that. Uh, ZIP all caps, but the motion lines on the rear roller um, in this inertial reference frame are really the ones that I need to address. Um, they are thicker at the bottom and thinner going at, uh, up, up to the top, which implies that the motion starts from the bottom and goes up to the top. I, I don't agree with that. I feel like slack in this system would be on the bottom. Bottom. Now that I'm. No. Yeah, because there would be more tension on that top one to throw Garfield off to the right.
1: Which which one do you think is the drive roller here, Andrew? Uh,
0: the the rightmost roller.
1: You think the back roller is a drive roller on a uh, on a made up non OSHA compliant treadmill? I,
0: I think I think the back one is the drive roller on a made up non OSHA compliant. Look, you got it that that thing is clearly uh the belt clearly cannot take any compression it is only working in tension you can tell that because of the waves that are happening right so you're going to have the drive belt on the rear and the follower on the front that's how all treadmills no. work man i've got a treadmill right here i'm so looking at a treadmill I, and my treadmill my family's treadmill is not designed like this
1: how many rollers does your treadmill have
0: oh i'm pretty sure it's only got two yeah <laughs> it's exactly a real treadmill. two
1: So this is a four roller treadmill The switch is all the way on the left-hand side. The efficient design is if the switch is on the left-hand side, the drive is on the left-hand side.
0: No, you can run a wire. It's just a control signal.
1: I mean, you're not wrong, but you can run a wire a shorter distance if you run it only to the left hand.
0: Look, all I'm saying is Jim Davis, you hack. No. you You drew the motion lines backwards.
1: No, he did not. The, this whole thing makes sense if you assume that the left-hand roller is the drive roller, because the top of the belt is becoming wavy as if you're, you know, pushing a rope.
0: I, right? I agree. I think it's stupid. Nobody would design a treadmill like this. You have an engineering degree. I have an engineering degree. We both have advanced degrees in Garfield. This is this is not a good treadmill.
1: I agree. It is objectively a bad treadmill, primarily yo, s- yo safety. Fred. Yo, Andy. Did, did
0: you do that one problem in like sophomore 200 level dynamics where they ask you how fast you can accelerate the grocery checkout conveyor belt without tipping over your two liter of soda? Uh,
1: I never did that one, but it sounds fun. Um,
0: I, I don't know about that. I definitely no, did not do di- dynamics for fun.
1: But like, I mean, it's a fun problem because it's, you, kind of,
0: it's kind of a clever problem. You get to you get to draw that triangle right from the center of mass. Right. To the rotation of fixed axis uh exactly. halfway across you know the diameter of the two liter
1: it it, it puts a lot of things together um you've got to understand how to calculate the rotational moment of inertia of the soda bot. um you have to make some assumptions about the geometry on the bottom right you're assuming it's a cylinder to simplify the problem yes um your it could be
0: a triangular pyramid could be a rectangular pyramid in, in section, right? A cylinder is a rectangular pyramid.
1: Sorry, you broke Excuse my me, brain. Prism. Okay, rectangular prism. Yes, it could be a rectangular prism, but it's not. It's a soda bottle. It's clearly cylindrical. You can make some assumptions about the diameter of the base compared to the diameter of the whole thing. But like that that's a question that like you need to demonstrate mastery of a variety of concepts to solve that problem right that's a fun one
0: what what i'm asking is do you do you think that jim davis uh has you know has a tenth of the physics background that you and i have to be able to accurately draw either a treadmill or the dynamic system of garfield being ejected from said treadmill
1: i think that he has enough to make More money than you or I will ever see on our entire lives.
0: I was definitely going to bring that up next because, uh, you know, if if we judge uh, if we judge success by financial success, which we all know is how America judge financial success. And this is how we know that I am Christopher Winter at this moment. Jim Jim Davis is definitely objectively more financially (sighs) successful. than Seriously.
1: Why is this asshole at the top of the food chain?
0: Right. And, and um, I'm and like I don't down think he's here designing drawn a Garfield in years. I'm just I, yes. I can't prove it. I'm just throwing that out there. So, do you, do you have any other uh, physics stuff that you want to talk about here?
1: Yes, I do. Thank you for asking. Your um, <laughs> friend. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend, and I'm going to call him out. His name was Paul. Um, he had a physics question about calculating the range of speeds at which you could neither make it through a light that had just turned yellow nor stop in time for the red. Mm. Um, and like he, he came to me and he was like, Fred, tell, talk to me about this problem. And so we talked about it and, uh, you know, again, it's a fun one. You really need to understand the laws of, of motion. And I'm talking about, this is obviously a, a one dimensional problem, you know, sort of low on the totem pole as far as the laws of motion go. Um, but it's still fun like how you have to figure out the boundary criteria for all of these things and um i never actually solved it because it wasn't my homework assignment but i understand the structure of it um which like you get you get a b if you understand the, the structure of the problem um actually i did go and try to solve it like as a grown-ass adult after i had been out of school for a while it's a very hard problem because you, I do not understand assume, the laws of motion.
0: Did you assume that the coefficient of dynamic friction of uh, of kinetic friction was 0. 0.3 for all of your sliding surfaces? Because uh, that works like a good 90% of the time. It, I, that's it free does work physics information for those of you who are listening to Being Jim Davis right now.
1: Uh, so I have some free physics information. Um, Andy Dowsman is an asshole who doesn't know about the coefficient of friction, and the coefficient of friction between a tire and dry asphalt is about 1 like it says it's almost as good as you're ever going to get it's damn yeah but good. it's not
0: it but the the drum brakes are not going to be anywhere close to 1
1: uh we're not talking about braking performance
0: how are we not talking about braking performance he said stop in time for a light listeners i'm reading from the show notes yeah stop yeah. in okay. time for a light right
1: your limiting factor factor there is not the first of all who uses drum brakes these are caliper brakes and every set of caliper brakes on a modern vehicle even 25 years ago 23 years ago when this problem was posed Mm -hmm. um using caliper brakes the limiting factor there is the coefficient of friction between the car and the road
0: so i agree because i i actually did this uh, assignment um dissecting a drum brake um, system for a 300 level uh, design class and uh, I'd, I'd like to uh, I'd let, like to let listeners know that even uh, in the early 2000s, nobody used drum brakes and we were confused where we got it. And I think it was from a Ford Taurus. So uh, there you go. Um, do you? It, do it you could have been think, from a truck. Do, do you ever think about how uh, if you're going fast enough, you can blue shift the light so the red light appears green? Because I think about that a lot. <laughs> 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 I, uh. I think about that all the time.
1: Uh, No, I I literally never think about that when I'm looking at a light. Mostly I'm thinking about um, the fact that I like cats better than dogs and whether that makes me a bad person because there are people who love dogs and they they have this relationship with dogs that everybody gets something from. And I'm like, dogs, gross. Like you smell and I have to clean up your poops. And so that's what I'm thinking about at traffic lights rather than uh, blue shift. Um, but that, you know, it. I guess we each have our things.
0: Well, this is uh, being Jim Davis, not being Brad Anderson.
1: I don't know who that is. Of
0: Mar- I, oh, I'm sorry, tired. I'll shut he up. Says, writer uh, and uh, author of Marmaduke from June 1954
1: to 2015. I did he die? in 2015 or did he write know. Marmaduke only, until 2015 I'm
0: only looking at the summary of the Wikipedia article oh my for Marmaduke I'm on, on the search results here I'm I'm I, not going to I do not that.
1: care about Marmaduke Marmaduke is a stupid dog and I do not I don't hate dogs I wouldn't go out of my way to be mean to a dog they're just not No, we're definitely I enjoy.
0: we're definitely done. Uh, you've been listening to being Jim Davis don't go to sleep if you're hosting with Andy Dousman he will literally write all of the taglines and synopses while you sleep. That is not true, listeners. Um, I was literally asleep. Trill.
1: I was asleep I'd last it, night. It was
0: mostly true. I, I finished the work that Fred didn't finish. Right. I, I gave you ample time, buddy. It, I'm, just I'm, saying, on, I'm
1: on the East Coast. I have to sounds sleep like sometime. That like a choice. That, I mean, it, please, it, it is a choice.
0: Please rate, review, Hey, can Hey, can I read the
1: end part? I haven't read the yes, end part sir, all maybe. week.
0: Yeah, go, go for and it. And you've
1: been doing it wrong. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcatcher of your choice. Why not visit the show website, beingjimdavis.com? You don't need to enter the www. before that. You really don't. It doesn't suck! Exclamation point. Close parentheses. Question mark. You can also follow the show on Twitter at beingjimdavis. Exclamation mark. I'm not sure if that's part of their uh, Twitter handle or if that's just No, that's
0: You can't have punctuation. uh, You can't have an exclamation point in a Twitter handle.
1: No? Can you have underscores? Yes. But not exclamation marks? Correct. Why not? Uh,
0: Probably because... Why not Jack Dempsey,
1: CEO of Twitter?
0: Yeah, Jack... Listen, Jack Dempsey, CEO of Twitter. One, ban Donald Trump. Two... No, actually, one, ban all the goddamn Nazis on your platform. Seriously. Two, that... Two actually, no, one A that also takes care of President Trump. Zing. Done. Twitter's a great place again. You're right. Jedi,
1: you're, you're, Andy. This is not a topical podcast. This is not a political podcast. This isn't fucking hidden brain. Okay. This is a Garfield podcast about Garfield.
0: Thank you and good night.
1: Thank you and good night. <laughs>